Welcome to Product Stories, where we explore how founders build successful software products. This is a podcast about product management, development, remote work, and anything else non-technical as well as technical founders need to know to launch and scale software products. Today's guest is David Hensel, who previously founded and exited Max CDN and is currently running a portfolio of various businesses, including a few SaaS, and he will share with us how he uses partnerships and integrations to start and scale businesses. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Victor. Pleasure as always. Would you like to tell people a little bit about your background and the products that you're currently running? Sure. So I don't know how far you, how far back you want me to go. I'm originally from Germany. I had a few businesses in Germany, uh, e-com businesses, and I saw how much was going on in terms of startups in the United States. And this was like early 2000s. And I, you know, want to go to to Silicon Valley or, you know, West Coast of, of um, America to just participate in that because I felt a little little alone in in Wiesbaden, Germany. And so I sold my e-commerce business, which gave me the money to get my investor visa. And I used this to invest into MaxCDN, which I co-founded, which we sold uh, five years ago. So had a really good exit. And then we moved back to Europe. My wife wanted to be close to family. And now I have a portfolio of businesses, a few productized services, LTV Plus. We provide live chat agents and support agents for e-commerce and SaaS businesses. Then Tastra, if you provide lead research for... You know, if you want to do outbound sales, also works really well for partnerships since we're talking about partnerships. Shortlist, a marketing agency, 50 SaaS, which is like a dev shop, and we have a few SaaS businesses there. And um, my main focus is UpCoach, which is a platform for coaches to run their coaching business better. So uh, there's a few more, you know, kind of keep keep it there. (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know. You you always have something coming. So how how do you decide to build each of these products or businesses? Do you have like an overall portfolio strategy or do you more find things that work for you right now? A lot of things are serendipitous, but I think overall strategy is like kind of sticking with the e-commerce and SaaS focus in terms of customers, you know, so with, with L3 Plus, like all of our customers are e-commerce and SaaS and I guess coaches is also a focus. So it's pretty serendipitous how how it, how, it, how it always happens. You know, I had this portfolio of businesses and then I want to coach the leadership teams of my businesses. And then I need a, needed a software to do this. I couldn't find one. So I started building one and now I, you know, had another business. So it was kind of like ha- happens somewhat organically. But now we're, um, we're hiring a lot of people via, you know, since uh, in these productized services, business it's, it's people businesses right it's 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 finding and hiring and, and training people so i'm currently building a software that helps me to manage these applicants better and you know another one's like a software for personality tests you know that helps us just like to hire hire better people so it's like kind of always scratching my own itch and building something that we internally need and then if it you know turns out to be good then we offer it to others. And I usually find somebody who can help me with this because, you know, I can't dance on all weddings. I have to kind of stay stay not in the day-to-day of these businesses. Otherwise, I cannot have that many. So with uh, with UpCoach, I ask a friend of mine who's a very well-known coach in the United States, Todd Herman, who wrote the book, The Alter Ego Effect. Pretty popular, really good book. And I told him I came and I built this coaching software. I'm not a real coach um, by, by, by trade. And... Um, I want to show it to you what do you think about this. 
he said that looks amazing i want to invest let's make this big together and so this is kind of like how these things usually happen i understand so you built something internally which is more like a prototype internal tool something that you use yourself and then you kind of want to test if that would also be useful for markets outside do you so you showed that for example to a friend who's in the industry in the coaching industry do you do any other user research or do you have a framework for this or oh, yeah, like yeah, step yeah. by step no absolutely a friend of mine told me told me a story from the president after like a few years like 10 years after the vietnam war the current u.s president and the highest general went to vietnam to meet the opposing side for the first time you know and can i you know and the general the american general asked the vietnamese general like hey man how were you able to beat us you know like we had more money we had more troops we had more more everything you know like better technology how were we able to beat us and the vietnamese general said like we know the jungle better you know so uh, i have this i'm a big habit nerd so i always like you know i think habits determine everything in their life whether we're rich or poor, happy or unhappy, successful or not, or obese or in shape, it all boils down to which habits we have. And no one I decide I want to go into a new niche. For example, coaching, I had a habit understand the jungle. So which means I talk to a lot of coaches and I do research. And I have like this some some form with a lot of questions where I first kind of like ask them what's their current state, what they're kind of using in all these different areas. Then I kind of showcase them what I have. And then based on this, I kind of get feedback on you know, what is good about this, what's bad about this, you know, what else would they like to see and kind of ask them where the watering holes, where they get information about, you know, when they want to learn about, yeah, basically a user research. And I usually hit this really hard to really understand the jungle. And, you know, I've done hundreds and hundreds of these, these interviews in the coaching space now. You know, it's also really good to get, to build the right product and also kind of build up your base of advocates you know because you know i can then can say like hey yeah do you give this to them for free or you um they become referral partners you know if you keep them in the loop like hey thank you very much for this feedback you know now we actually built this in you can check it out here then you kind of build up your advocate network and, and partners that then can can promote what, whatever you're doing mm -hmm. very interesting and and you already you already mentioned you don't do well at least the the long-term implementation of this business you don't do that yourself you don't Built the business in the day to day. You don't code uh, this app no. right now. You don't. No. You don't. You don't no, run no. the business in day to day. So, in in this case, is that your your coach friend or is no, that so even someone actually, else? Actually, with AppCoach right now, I'm I'm running the day to day as as a CEO because for two reasons. One, it's like I'm very passionate about this. It's kind of my you know it's very in line with my personal mission to you know, to be a change agent who's transforming the lives of individuals and organizations so they can reach their full potential. That's my personal mission. And with this software, I have like leverage to kind of like, you know, empower lots of coaches to help even more people. So I'm pretty passionate about this one. And so I'm more involved in into this one. Uh, but but usually I always have have a GM or a business partner who's running day to day because otherwise you know, it's, it's hard to keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find these people? Is that someone from the network, someone you do this entire discovery it's, with, or do you go out and try to find? I, I talk to. I always talk to a lot of people. Um, I'm I'm big into networking. I always want to you know meet a lot of people, help help people, enrich the lives of everybody I come in touch with. 
and then you know always play the long game and you know build good deep relations and you know if there's always something always just kind of happens with shortlist i built the business with dave schneider who ran ninja outreach before and we started the business before actually meeting in person you know i just kind of met him like six months after the fact you know so it's just kind of <laughs> kind of oh it happens somehow always <laughs> that's that's awesome and so i wanted to dive into your partnerships a little bit mm-hmm. so there's there's of course a lot of different types of partnerships you can set up with people um you can co-found something you can have a, a joint venture uh between you and another company you can cross sell each other or integrate with each other and i know you've uh, i think all of these you've done before is that right yeah how do you determine what's the best for a certain idea or does it come naturally from the person that you find to work with so i think in terms of partnerships what what i see is like partnership marketing so you know not necessarily how a partner up with people in in the business like real like business partners with equity share etc so i rather mean like how do i partner with other companies who have the same audience that i have you know kind of like and then Mm -hmm. creating win-win-win situations i think that's that's the idea you know what i found is like there's, I think, four categories. One is technology partners, you know, somebody who we can do an integration with or where they can refer customers over. Um, we do this a lot with L2 Plus and also Task Drive. And, and this is uh, working really well. The, the, the holy grail is that you're integrated inside of their control panel that, you know, for, for example, one example with MaxCDN, we did W3 Total Cache, which is a WordPress caching plugin. And, you know, when somebody's like, there to make their website faster in the mindset of making the website faster they find this caching plugin which was the most popular one back then um, i don't know if it's still today and they integrate and then they see like oh make your site even faster click this button here and enable max cdn and then they do this and we create this win-win-win situation because the customer gets an even faster site the plugin owner gets a referral fee and we make money because the customer becomes a customer you know so kind of like this is always like the, the the one thing with technology partners working really well the other one is if you can find somebody who only like a competitor who only works with larger or smaller customers you know for example somebody who simple example in in the agency world somebody who does um let's say Facebook ads or Google ads, and they only work with customers who spend over $50,000 a month. You know, they, they still get leads, but what do you do with these leads? You know, ideally find a partner who can handle them and pass them off. Otherwise they just go to waste. If you can make these relationships, any affiliate style, um, and just pay them a kickback. Um, that's a viable thing. The other one is agencies working with agencies that they refer you customers over. Um, but what we found is that what works almost better than agencies is individual consultants or coaches because if you you know reach out to them you talk to them you you know you build this partnership and in an agency you do this usually with the agency owner but until everybody in the agency knows about you and trusts you etc it's it's a long or hard process to educate everybody in there but with the individual consultant they have a closer relationship with the customer and then you know also this relationship with you so we found that this is working working a lot better or faster easier Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I understand. So when you want to promote these types of uh, relationships, then you look into technology where you can integrate or partnerships where you can cross-sell or affili- get an, uh, pay an affiliate fee for someone who's more or less complimentary uh, or a competitor but can't take on a certain customer. What What is important when when looking and evaluating 
um, partners, potential partners, what is a red flag for you? Or what should that person or company certainly have to be a good partner? I mean, serving the same audience, of course, it has to be a solid business. You know, I always play the long game. I don't want like quick money. I, you know, everything has to be solid. It has to be a win-win-win situation where the customer wins, we win and the, the partner wins, you know, so it just has to be clean and, 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 you know, focusing on the long game. And then I was like, just with, with partners, business partners or uh, partners in general, I like the philosophy of like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And this is like always a good judge of like, you know, if they're shady in this area, they'll also, you know, screw with you. And also just kind of like, yeah, this is like always my, my gauge, you know, how, how people operate in the small things. This is also yeah, how you do one things, how you do everything. Oh, just leave it there. Mm -hmm. And what's your, what's your process around finding and reaching out to people? Do you have like a very specific template or do you go very individual one-on-one -on -one, approach it with very high research? always research uh with with um let's say maxian example because this was the one that scaled up the largest we had uh, we were with what's it called commission junction cj.com and you know a lot of other networks of affiliates and we had thousands and thousands and thousands of affiliates but the ones who did 98 percent of the sales were the ones that i hand selected and hand picked you know because you know this just like you know where it's a real win-win situation and they actually have volume you know so with finding the right affiliates, um, you know, or, or partners, you, you definitely have to do some research, research and put some brains into this to figure out, yeah, what's the right partner for you. Do you then also nurture them after the fact, like keep a relationship with the best ones, if, uh, to, to of course, keep this, them motivated? Is you, this is how you, how you treat a partner, right? It's like partner, like partner in life, partner in business, partner in affiliate relationships. Of course, yeah, you, you take good care of them, you do co-marketing, um, you do, you send them swag, you meet them in person, like after COVID, you meet them in person at conferences, you throw dinners together where you invite, both invite customers. Just, yeah, tough, of course, yeah, take good care of people. That, that, that seems like a very natural thing, but I think a lot of people simply, you know, create a, a affiliate code generator in the somewhere in the settings of their SaaS and and yeah. uh, hope for for millions to come their way. I, I assume that's that's slightly different philosophy with you. Yeah, I mean, this I guess this can work like if you have your customers refer other customers and do like the Dropbox example where you know, if you invite like eight of your friends, you have more storage or something like this. This can work. But this is not you know the partnership game i'm talking about like in, in i'm also focusing more on the b2b aspect versus like b2c so yeah no that's usually i've not never had the the opportunity to 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 just you know um build it and they come you know you kind of have to do something mm -hmm. for it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense and also in terms of building uh, with integration marketing, do you offer to to do as much of the heavily heavy lifting of the building as possible to to kind of entice that relationship? It depends. You have to be strategic with this because, for example, with Maxi and we had a lot of integrations into like all sorts of things. We opted into having partners building them because like maintaining them can be a large headache. And we also want to utilize the partners network, you know, because like the partner usually, I'd say this partner builds. 
has some apps for WooCommerce, you know, and then they, we pay them to build the integration and then they push it out and, you know, we get their traffic as well. So, um, I think one in retrospect, one thing we should have done is build our own WordPress integration because it was just such a large market. So this would have been a better step to run our own, but you know, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like be strategic about like which one you build yourself and which one you, you, you partner with. That makes sense. And the last topic I kind of wanted to dive into is uh, remote work, because I know that you are fully remote. So you mm -hmm. yourself, where, where are you based right now? I'm in Bodrum, Turkey. Nice. Well, this is certainly about 25 degrees warmer than here. And I know that your entire team is distributed as well. How many people work across your portfolio? Do you know? 300 plus. Like, wow. Um, that is a lot. Things, yeah. That is a I, lot. And my, my, my goal is to get to 10,000 people. It's like my, you know, my <laughs> so I, I read this book called Conscious Capitalism. And the idea is that the old way of doing business is you have to increase shareholders value. You know, you have to make the owner of the company more money. But the conscious way is you have to take care of all stakeholders, you know, like employees, partners, customers, suppliers, the planet, everything. Right. And if you do this, then um, the business is actually the best vehicle to have a positive impact in the world. And so, um, you know, this is like uh, after I read this book, it's like, okay, I, I want to get back into business and I want to have a business with 10,000 employees where I give people a great place to work, you know, pay them good money and, you know, and, and have good culture where, you know, where, yeah. And also remote work also important because, for example, in the Philippines, we have a lot of people in the Philippines, people uh, commute like three and a half hours to work. And, you know, it's, and, you know, not like in your comfy car or listening to a podcast, you know, it's like, you know, also like not the most, um, you know, pleasant environment. So yeah, give, giving people this is like you know, one of my drivers. So yeah, yeah we're growing, but you know, we're not there where, where I want to be at. And w since you, since you touched on this, what for you is this good and exciting working environment that, that you values, what is that for you? It's, it's a lot of things, you know, kind of like, uh, we have core values in the business and we really hammer them into people. So also kind of talking about remote work, right? First of all, when somebody signs a contract with us, they have to initial next to each the core values. The last page on the contract are our core values and they have to initial next to each core value that, and then they sign it to, you know, I know I have to live up to these core values. Otherwise, you know, I can be fired because I, you know, I don't belong there. And then we have a, a onboarding with everybody who joined in the last month. And we talk about our mission, vision values, and we tell stories to each core value so people can relate and you know, kind of really getting this into people's minds and yeah, it's like, like a key thing. And then kind of also really living, living up to those and giving also the employees the, the power to challenge the leadership teams with the core values. You know, if we don't live up to these core values, that's like one of us, the essential pieces to create a good culture yeah, in the business, how, in the remote setting as well. How do you, because you certainly seem to have a lot of tricks and hacks from, from experience also. How do you do the accountability part and the project management part and uh, remotely, especially? Do you have like a so, bigger process? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm an SOP nerd, you know, everything process. You know, we, we use uh, the EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System from the book called Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business. I highly recommend everybody who, you know, 
doesn't want gray hair early in in their life you know like like my beard to to read this book it's just like makes business so much easier when everything's just proper processes in place and we use uh, this framework and, then, and on upcoach we actually use upcoach to run the businesses because in there you can do one part of EOS is you have to level 10 meetings and it's like a specific meeting agenda that we uh, you can also do within the meeting the agenda builder with an upcoach and another thing that works really well it's not part of EOS is we have an error log so every time we fuck up like it can be anything like any mistake that happens we add it to the error log and then we in the management meeting, meetings we talk through these things you know kind of figuring out like which process can we tweak to make sure that this doesn't happen again and you know it's like nobody gets in trouble for you know making an error like if you do the same error 10 times in a row then we gotta have a talk you know but otherwise you know there's like you know it's it's not no we celebrate failures you know it's totally cool to to mess up because we can learn from it we can improve we can just like make the machine better so we will not get in trouble for this but you get in massive trouble if you don't add it to the error log because otherwise you deprive us from the opportunity to just like make make this better so we are like a self-heating machine and always getting better getting better getting better you know and that's i think a, a key element of of um our success and what do you do uh because sometimes people <clears throat> in remote teams may feel a bit alone or uh do you i mean of course not right now i guess but generally did you meet up often is that even possible within such yeah, we, big teams yeah we we did uh local meetups you know for example we divide the philippines into three regions and then you know each region people kind of come together and meet and also in ukraine we have meetups and or with with shortlist we flew the team to turkey and you know where, where i'm in bodrum you know so kind of like boys I love these things. You know, it's it's so cool to meet meet in person when you're not together for such a long time, and also not paying for an office. You know, kind of allows you gives you the funds to kind of do shenanigans like this. So mm-hmm. um, it's 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 would be tough to fly everybody to the same spot for example with you know with LT Plus because like you know people are like all over the world. This would be tough, but this is why we kind of do these local meetups in like you know centers and then. Uh, um, you know, GQ and I also flew over and, you know, m- meet, meet with the team from time to time. And I hope we can do this again very soon. Also, nice, it's something yeah. called Friday, where like everybody can, can get together and like, like a hangout and just kind of like chat or like there's, there's a lot of programs, like people do work out together, like accountability bodies in terms of fitness. Um, we have our town halls where the department had to give updates and then afterwards you know it's open open mics everybody can come up and ask questions etc so th- th- there's a bunch of stuff that we do to get people together that's interesting and do you across your since you run multiple businesses in your portfolio do you do you try to kind of uh, get synergies between the companies or even have like departments like yeah. i don't know accounting or something that span across them <clears throat> yes one accounting um it's outsourced um so the business of a friend of mine he, they run all of our accounting then we do all the recruiting centralized you know because we just have a bunch of recruiters with lt plus and it doesn't make sense to do you know have this separately then we also do like um we refer clients back and forth you know if there's like if you think we can provide good value for one of the clients of the other business that we make this introduction so yeah as as, as much as possible we we yeah, use synergies in the business. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. That was super, super insightful. Where can people learn more about you, your businesses? Sure, you can learn more about me by if you go to davidhensel.com, uh, which is my, my personal side there. You also see all the different the different businesses listed. I'm moving everything to How We Solve. It's currently our podcast, howwesolve.com, uh, and we run a few masterminds, one for companies that have over 100 employees and one for um, partnership managers, you know, to to yeah mastermind together. And this will become the overall umbrella. So it's like easy for me to pitch kind of what I'm doing. It's like I do how we solve and kind of like everything's under versus like always, you know, talking about this laundry list of, of different businesses. So awesome. This is where you can find me. And also, of course, on the social webs. And if you reach out to me, connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, if you mentioned that, you know, you heard me on Victor's podcast, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to connect. If you just like, send a random connect, I may not accept it. But yeah, please reach out. Happy to chat. Wonderful. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for all these insights and hope to speak soon. Likewise. Thanks for having me. This show is brought to you by TrustShoring, your friendly concierge to find reliable and tested software developers from Eastern Europe. We recruit full-time developers, match you to an experienced software house that's ideal for your requirements, or recommend a reliable freelancer for smaller projects. But most importantly, you benefit from our experience of developing software remotely for almost 10 years. We give you one-on-one -on -one guidance all the way so you're never lost. Stop the tedious hiring or vetting process and get matched to reliable talent. Sign up for a free consulting call with one of our experts today. Go to TrustShoring.com.